everybody. Two drunk dudes in a gun room. This is Don. Hey, so uh, I promised I would do this episode, and, and it's taken me a little bit time to do it while we were uh, going through some uh, interviews. So we've got an opening, so it's time to do it. We're going to be talking about military currencies. I don't know if uh, a lot of people even realize this, but uh, during deployments, we would use... Uh, uh, for us, it was POGs is what we called them. They were little APs, uh, gift certificates, and uh, they were shaped like a coin. And there were several reasons for this. Um, one of the main reasons why, we, uh, why we're doing this is uh, to keep American currency in America. I mean, that's, that's one of the biggest reasons with uh, unstable governments, they would like to hoard our currency, and that's currency that we would use over there that would never return back to uh, America, you know, and this would devaluate de the dollar and just make it a lot more uh, harder for our economy. And and a lot of people don't realize that when you're talking thousands and thousands of uh, troops that are uh, de deployed at one time and, and they've got supplies they got to buy, uh, even the government over there buying uh, supplies from the local nationals and there's you know uh requirements through uh, uh nato that we would even hire some of the local nationals to kind of help boost their economy after the uh, the war had settled down and, and we go into the rebuild phase you know i know a lot of y'all followed in the uh the iraqi war especially we would find bunkers and bunkers of uh american currency just stacked on pallets you know millions and millions of dollars and uh this was, this is just a prime example of why we're trying to keep our currency in, in America. But what a lot of people don't know is this is not a new thing. You know, we didn't just start doing this during Iraqi wars. And uh, a buddy of mine, uh, you know, I want to give a shout out to uh, Aaron Mace. He, he uh, was doing some uh, remodeling and, and found inside a wall some uh, um, currency. And... Uh, it was uh, literally just like this. I mean, found in the exact same shape as uh, you see it here in the picture. You know, this is this is as of when I got it. Um, I've now got it framed. But this came from the Korean War era, and, and this is as you can see at the top. It says military payment certificate. It's not a uh, through the U.S. Treasury, and uh, it's a, a fifty cent piece. And, and part of this is. Again, to keep American currency in America, but also the cost of uh, shipping American currency to these foreign countries. You know, people don't realize how, how much coins would weigh. So, you know, AP's trying to give you back, you know, two quarters, but it, it costs hundreds of times that to ship the currency over there for them to use. So, uh, you know, same situation here. Um, the uh, local nationals, you know, didn't no, no longer trust their government to win the war or, or to still be in the same shape. It's not uncommon for as as new rulers take over uh, areas that we uh, see um, changes in the uh, currency. I mean, Iraq had gone through three or four different um, currencies before they, they finally got one settled. And, and once they do that, all the currency that was previously used is now useless. So, you know, as, as American soldiers would use dollars, these people would prefer that. You would get a, a, 
a great exchange rate compared to if you bought it in their local national security or, or currency. It's just one of those situations that a lot of people don't think about how war tears a, uh, a country apart. But um, at the same token, you know, it, it can destroy our country here economically by, by losing all these currencies and happen to uh, devaluate the dollar, you know. So it's, it's, uh, it is literally really cool when you see stuff like this. And, and this goes all the way back to um, World War II is, is where uh, the Department of Defense decided to, to start doing this. And uh, I've got some pictures here of uh, other uh, currencies. And uh, you can see all these are back there during the World War II era. And then uh, some Korean. I mean, it's really cool. When, when you start looking at how much work they put into the currency compared to uh, AFES, I'll show you uh, uh, an AFES one, and there we go. Takes a lot of talent to make that. <laughs> you know, and, and a lot of soldiers would use these to, uh, you know, they'd throw them in a jar or whatever, and then you could still use them back in the States as long as you were shopping with AVs. So a lot of people would, would bring them back and, and that's what they would use to, uh, to buy a gift or whatever for their kids, you know, get them a toy or something from, from the store. And, uh, I'm sure cashiers absolutely loved for gifts to be paid in pogs, but, uh, you know, and, and they had all sorts of different ones, different images, um, different valuations, you know, it was only change. Um, they did, they would still give you back a uh, dollars, um, in paper currency, and uh, part of Avis's reason for doing this was was the cost of shipping uh, the uh, uh, change over over there. So it it is uh it is rather cool that uh you know they 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 do have stuff like this, but it's nothing compared to something like this, you know, and. Having a, having a piece of history like that to me is is just really neat. You don't see stuff like this every day, and uh, that's one reason why I like it. But also just uh, the history behind it. You know, you think about this. At some point, a, a soldier in the Korean War was holding this currency, and you don't see um, stuff that you can trace back like this very often. You know, and and the some of these are, are really valuable. Uh, this one particularly is worth somewhere between, I would say, twenty and and thirty dollars. Um, so you don't the, these particular ones were were extremely uh, made manufactured. So and there's still a lot of them around. Um, I think top end dollar on something like this is like seventy bucks for uh, one that is just in absolute mint condition and. Uh, I wonder if, uh, you know, we completely eliminated currency going overseas. Um, <clears throat> how, uh, how many of those uh, bunkers we would have found in, uh, Iraq, you know, some of those, some of those soldiers got in trouble trying to, I remember one story in the news of, uh, some soldiers that, uh, 
lined their <laughs> bottom of their boots and cut parts of their boots out and put uh, stacks of dollars in there. And uh, amongst the time, there's three or three or four of them that did it. And amongst the time of uh, actually trying to uh, get it out, one of them developed a conscience, and uh, they uh, ended up. Uh, getting themselves in trouble as one snitched. And I think, uh, I think at the end of the day, man, that's, you know, who can you trust <laughs> your, your buddy getting the, uh, the conscience. But, uh, you know, there, there was stories and, and news articles all over the place that they would walk into these areas that, uh, Saddam owned. And, uh, man, there was just pallets and pallets of, of U S currency. You know, it was like literally like it came off the presses and, and was shipped over there, all stacked neatly. It would be kind of hard not to uh, to be tempted to to take try to take some home. But I'm going to tell you, man, when it comes to customs and getting things out of there, you better do it early. Because, <laughs> you know, once they get everything set up and the war settles down, man, that's one of the first things that happens is is they set up customs and, and how you get things shipped back is, is extremely um, inspected, you know, between dogs and, and uh, customs agents, you know, and it gets inspected again when you return back to the States. You know, there was a lot of people trying to get AKs home and uh, seen a lot of different ways that people did it. Some worked, some didn't, but uh, I don't know. The currency I think would be a little bit harder. <laughs> especially especially Joe coming back to the States. Next thing you know, he's driving a, a Porsche. <laughs> that's one hell of a savings from deployments. That's for sure. But, uh, I, you know, I don't know, man. It, some of these uh, things that you, you get from um, the history is is really cool. Uh, the stories that, that you get. And, and since I've even had this, you know, I've, I've – found people online that have started talking about, yeah, we use this during that time. And we had some, we used it. And, and just to hear the stories from those veterans is, is amazing, man. And the, the work that they put into that, I, I wish they still use stuff like that for, for our deployments. It would be a lot better than the cardboard pogs. You know, they kind of useless in my opinion, you know, especially for, history and you, you can still see they're still selling pogs on online but i can't imagine that they would ever hold the value of what some of the uh older current military currency used and uh who would have ever thought you know you go back to the civil war when they how they paid the the soldiers back then who would have ever thought that at some point down the road we'd be worried about uh, another country holding our our, our country in a in a eventually being able to devalue our, our uh, dollar by just dumping it into, uh, you know, into uh, circulation. That would have never been a thought back there in, uh, in the old Civil War era. I mean, at that point, I guess nobody thought of, of big-time wars and, and us going to other countries to, to help uh, get rid of some of the wars going on. But, uh, you know, it, World War One didn't even have it at that time. It didn't really come into a thing until uh, World War Two, from from what I understand. So, I don't know if uh, even at the World War One era, we really expected to to be spending a lot of time overseas. And uh, I even seen a lot of soldiers that you know would would take that. Uh, and and I know there's a lot of y'all listening to this that that are <laughs> thinking back about how much money. Um, 
soldiers spent buying local currencies, you know, so that one day they will become rich as hell once it becomes worth two pennies of, of the dollar. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think a lot of people ended up, uh, <clears throat> giving away a lot of their money. That's, that's for sure. Cause, uh, I think a lot of these countries that after the war, they're still going to go through several different versions of, of their, uh, currency. And, and, you know, most people in their lifetime probably would never even, uh, be able to, uh, get to that point that it, that it's ever worth anything. So, but Hey, you never know. There's always that one guy that, that was smart and bought the right one, I guess, you know, these, uh, these soldiers out there. Well, I tell you what, you never know what they're getting into, (laughs) especially as a leader. And you know, it's, it's funny. So Afghanistan, right. They started having these like little flea markets and stuff right outside the gate. And, uh, the local nationals would bring tons and tons of bootleg DVDs and a bunch of bootleg video games and, and those types of things. And and you'd see soldiers that would be buying things for their phones and, and DVDs and stuff like that. And I always laughed, you know, cause they're, they're paying in, uh, dollars. And I would always tell them, why are you buying mortar rounds? Because that's where your money's going, man. You're buying a DVD to watch. Next thing you know, we're getting mortared. And uh, next, all of a sudden, bam, you know. And I'm like, yep, that's the one you bought, Joe. There's the one you bought. It's coming. <laughs> I was I was never a big guy into giving uh, my money to them. I, I bought a few things, uh, a few gifts, whatever, as, as they get close to leave. But uh, yeah, for the most part, I, I didn't I didn't really enjoy giving U.S. dollars to Afghanis. You know, I think they when they came on on base, I think at the time they were making like two dollars a day or something. And at the end of the day, I think the intel that they were giving back to uh, the Taliban was probably worth way more than that. I should have I should have tried using Apes Pogs. I wonder if I could have bought something with Apes Pogs. <laughs> I doubt it, man. Those guys those guys ain't as dumb as you think they are. That's for sure. You know, they've been fighting for years. And uh, currency and money probably really hasn't been the biggest priority on them. You know, the barter system was probably worth more. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure even back then you could buy somebody's daughter for a goat. That's that's probably definitely one of the bigger currencies that you can use. <laughs> uh, the goat's probably worth more than the army, the Apes pogs, anyways. That's I. You know, I always laugh, man. Those pogs. I think I would save them up most of the time, and and uh, once I had enough to buy some green beans coffee, that's what I'd use them for. But uh, they're just useless, man. And I still see them on eBay, and and people buying them for eight and nine dollars, and I just laugh because all they are is a decorated piece of cardboard. <laughs> I know, I know. There's a lot of you guys out there right now thinking about man, all those pogs I had. <laughs> if I only put them on eBay, but uh. I think, uh, I think at the end of the day, you know, some of the currencies that, that we see out there are, uh, are really, truly, uh, pretty cool, you know, um, from those eras. And, you know, you could find a, a, a dollar or whatever that was, was made back then, but I don't think it would hold the same, not to me anyways, it wouldn't hold the same, uh, sentimental value as, as some of this military currency, just because of the fact that it, 
regardless that you can't trace it to an individual, you know at some point it was held by a soldier deployed during that era. So, you know, the, the currency that uh, was given to me, it was it was made from 1951 to 1954. And uh, it is, uh, you know, for, for the amount of years that it has and the area that it was found, it's really in good shape, you know. And I found a good frame to put it in. Uh, it's going to be... Once we get moved into and I get my new set studio set up, uh, it's going to be up on the wall behind us. So, you know, you'll be able to see it um, whenever we're doing our shows. But uh, to to just think, you know, of, of the area, you know, and how somebody would carry these, you know, and to bring it back and it <clears throat> still years later be in, in that good a shape. I mean, it's that is really cool. I know, you know, a lot of the times the the areas that we were in, you know, were just nasty, you know, ran down. Even some of the, the places that I slept, some of the buildings that we were in were just rat infested and dirt. You know, all of the places over there were mud huts and shit like that. And uh, a lot of the shit that, you know, we would bring back would, you know, be caked in sand and, and shit. So it's pretty cool that... Um, somebody was able to bring something back like that and, and this shape that it's in, you know, that, uh, it wasn't destroyed. And you think about even for, for us, you know, um, we, uh, you know, we don't hold any value in those pogs, you know, we didn't give a shit about them. So, and I'm sure those soldiers at that time didn't really give a shit about theirs either. Um, it was just a, a means to, to buy something and, that's the currency that was used. So a soldier that brought it back and seen the, the foresight to, you know, keep it around in his house or, or whatever and take care of it, maybe put it in a book or whatever. And just years goes by, man, somebody uh, stumbles upon it. So I think it is really cool how uh, those stories come about and uh, the things that, uh, that we find nowadays, you know, the, the hidden gems. So again, I want to thank Aaron Mace for, uh, um, giving that to us and, uh, allowing us to, to have it and share with other people. So it is really cool. Uh, a few things that that's coming up. Um, next Friday, we're going to have, um, I believe it is Sal Gonzalez that is coming on our show. He is a army veteran and musician. So, that is going to be a great uh, interview, as well as we got some other people down the road that we are trying to uh, um, have on the show. And uh, as everybody knows, I was on the Contagion Effect. We are going to try to have them on the show probably uh, into this month, maybe. And there's just uh, a tons of other people that we are currently working to to get on, so... I appreciate everybody for listening, and I hope you all have a great day. Don't forget, uh, Gun Room Radio is um, still going in live. We are now running 24 hours a day, so you can find it on our um, app at uh, Two Drunk Dudes in a Gun Room on Google or on Apple. So check out the app. It's free. 
gives you access to gunroom radio, which is also free. And uh, I think everything is coming together. I appreciate y'all. Y'all take care. Be safe.